0: Cisco 49 is deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, D. Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99, don't get it twisted, one and all, we're time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline, NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, we're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever
1: forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK show. It's the first show back due to a short enforced break when um, both my wife and I tested positive for COVID. On the 14th of um, December. So we were incapacitated there uh, for quite a while. And um, not that my wife does anything on the podcast, but I was incapacitated. Um, so I haven't been able to do the podcast. And I thought I th- it was a little bit short notice. It basically came over us um, one weekend. So that kind of knocked us out and I couldn't really get anybody in to, to help out. So apologies for that. Um, but we are back and we're going to do a quick recap of the Arizona game and we're also going to do the preview for the CLC Hawks game as well. On today's show, I'm joined by Naji Karar, Paul Hope, and Gareth Ellis. Hello, fellows. Have you had a good uh, Christmas, good holiday? Good evening. Good evening. Very good. Hi, hello. Yeah, good. Mike. Fantastic. D- did you get a load of uh, 49ers merch? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I
0: got my Kaepernick jersey, uh, the black one. It says I'm with caps. I'm very happy about that. Um yeah, I got some gloves as well. So yeah. Pretty cool. Nice. What what about
2: you, Paul? Yeah, I got my white Kittle jersey, which seemed to be nice. a good luck charm for the Arizona game. And uh salute to service cap, which I was all over the moon with.
1: Gareth did you get anything?
2: Yeah, I got I got a little George Kittle uh, pop.
3: You got a little pop figure. Thing. Oh
1: right Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops. Yeah, yeah. So I
3: got a little George to join me for Sunday's drinking uh sorry, game watching.
1: So, I, I got a few things, and the main present hasn't turned up yet because it was lost in the post. Good okay. old Fanatics, because it came from uh, NFL Store Europe, but it was shipped direct from the States. And um, I, I was getting the the alternative um, George Kittle, the limited one, the Stitch one. Um, so, we found out about that, I think it was a fortnight before Christmas that uh, it had been lost in the post. It had been on order for a good uh, six to eight weeks, so it was disappointing. And they basically said, Look, we'll reorder it. Um, it's gone missing in transit. Um, we'll send it straight out. But I've been on the website and they actually sold out of the medium. So I don't know if they have actually reordered it and sent it out. So that that was one disappointment. And um, all the other stuff was good, by the way, but fanatics, um, true to them, true to their form. I got a yeah. t shirt, a faithful t shirt. And when I opened it up, I had to actually say to the wife, "Did Did you buy this off eBay? Or one of those dodgy sites? She said, no, got from NFL Europe. Why? I said, well, the ticket inside the shirt actually says NBA experience. <laughs> it was an NBA oh. tag. So they obviously printed this fateful 49ers air uh, T-shirt on an NBA product and then shipped that out. Um, not that it makes any difference to the actual T-shirt itself. I, I just thought it was ridiculous that it was an actual NBA T-shirt. <laughs> Um, other than that, um, she actually came up trumps with something off eBay, and it was a 49ers bottle opener, um, a plaque bottle opener. So it has been handmade, hand-painted, um, and that looks quite good. So that was something to go in my bar once once I build it, um, so I was happy with that as well. Um, and I got a few other 49ers things. Uh, I got a hoodie, a um, couple of T-shirts as well, polo shirts, because I basically live in polo shirts. So i got a couple, um, one with the old style badge on from the 80s, um, and, and one of the newer ones, um, two-tone. So I was quite happy with my 49er um, merch this year. Um, other than that, i got plenty of alcohol, <laughs> which <laughs> which most of it yeah. is gone now. <laughs> yeah. It's, cr- <laughs> it's
2: crazy that you said that the jersey from Fanatics, I think my other half got mine from Fanatics. Actually, mine was a limited stitch jersey, but... Thanks to lockdown, I had to go up a size. So maybe that's where mine got arrived, because I've gone for a large this time rather than a medium. Right. But it's definitely the stitched version, and I felt very good wearing that on Saturday, watching our boys in Arizona.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get it to check again tomorrow, get in touch with Fanatics, because it still says it's processing. Um, having said that, some of the stuff I actually got for Christmas still says it's processing. <laughs> and it's obviously been dispatched and arrived. Yeah. Um, so they're not very good at all at uh, updating you on anything that you buy from them. But I'm going to get a check. And if they turn around and say, oh, well, the, the George Kittle medium's sold out, I might actually say, well, in that case, go for try and get a Bosa or a DJ, uh, DJ, Debo Samuel, and go for a different jersey and uh, hope that the original Kittle that was lost does eventually turn up. Because I know there's somebody else in the group they ordered one five months ago, and it's yeah, only I've just turning
2: up this week. It's crazy, isn't it? Like I said, Tracy yeah. definitely got it off Fanatics, and she said she didn't have any bother, because obviously we'd had a conversation, Lee, and I'd said, like, yeah. did you check that jersey, mate? She said, yeah, yeah, it looks like the other ones, like I said, opened on Christmas Day, and I was like, boom, it's definitely the one that I politely pointed out a couple of times, left saved on her shopping basket. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Subtle. Yeah, subtle hints every now and again. <laughs> Okay, so but let's go over the Arizona game. We'll start with a quick recap of the uh, the Cardinals game, and I've actually got a question for the three of you during the recap, so you, you can recap it and while you recap and answer this question: Did we have any significant impact on our draft plans by beating the Cardinals?
0: Uh, it's hard to say because I don't think um, I don't think Carl's looking at that just yet. I think. I don't think John Lynch is looking at that either. I think it's been well reported.
1: I've got to say, I'd be very disappointed if they aren't looking at it. I think they should have been looking at this all season I mean, long.
0: Yeah, I think you know it's it's a it's a season long process. The scouts are being going to games, and you know it's been reported that some of our scouts have been to BYU to to watch Jack Wilson and and Trey Lance in North Dakota and and all that. So yeah, they're probably talking about it now. Whether what they do as a team, the, the pro team that is here, regarding the draft, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think it has a correlation. I think data has been exchanged and ideas and mm-hmm. what to do um, might be what's a cooling, you know, kind of talk, uh, you know, the cafeteria talk. But I don't think so. I think they come in to try and win games, and 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 that's it. It doesn't matter whether the game means something or not, or if you're going to lose it. A spot or two because you don't know because you could win the game and not move at all if all the teams lose and you know so i don't think so i think they're pro players they're pro coaches they're getting paid to play games and you know they they love football they, they're not here to just play they, they're there to win so i don't think so um now uh, however and, and i think we'll, we'll talk about it um, it would be stupid not to think about it now because it, it could have a great impact, especially looking at the teams around us. But I think I think winning a division game is always a good thing, no matter what happens. So I'm gonna say no, but I could be wrong. Paul, what do you think? Do you think we're looking at the draft already before Arizona? Um, you raised some good points on that. I mean,
2: I, I I seen something online over the weekend where it was actually talking about the Jets and the Jags in the race mm. to, so, you know, yeah, the number one sad. pick. And I was saying, so echo what you said there, Najee, the players, they're playing for the names on the back of the jersey, not mm-hmm. the names on the front. Um, cool. Like what Lee said at the start, you'd be disappointed if they weren't looking at the draft. Um, I mean, at the moment, we sit, what, number 14 in the pick, and you see all the crazy scenarios online, and we're going to trade yeah. this year's first round, next year's first round, the years after to jump up and grab one of the superstar quarterbacks. But I think... <laughs> Because we won against the Cardinals and it was unexpected. And then you see, like, the Jets were nailed on for number one pick all year. And now, for some reason, they've started to win games. The Jags have got that nailed in. But I saw something earlier about the draft, about the number of quarterbacks taken in the first round. It really shocked me at some of the names on there of the last couple of years. Yeah, okay. And you think, you know, 2015, Winston and Mariota. 2016, yeah. Goff, Wentz, Paxton, Lynch. 2017, <laughs> Trubisky, Holt <hoping laughs> to Sean Watson. You, you, yeah. you look at the names, 2018, Lamar Jackson went 32 overall. Yet a player on our roster, Josh Rosen, went number 10. So, I just don't think there's any guarantee. I mean, we're sat here now doing the podcast. Dwayne Haskins was taken in the first round last year. Currently a free agent without a team, so... I suppose it depends on where Lynch and Shanahan are looking to improve in the draft. Are they looking at a quarterback? Are they looking at a wide receiver? Are they looking at the front offensive line? Well, I'm sure, don't. we'll <laughs> touch upon it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure we'll so, touch so upon it. you know,
1: I'm, I'm over the moon that you brought in uh, the quarterbacks there. Sorry, Gath, Just before we get into your Cardinals um, um, quick recap, I actually did some research into quarterbacks taken in the draft in and around where we're gonna pick. Um based off some of the some of the responses from so-called fearful fans after Sunday's win and they're all saying, oh, we are thrown away, we thrown away our best chance of getting a um a decent quarterback. So I've got a list here. These are all quarterbacks taken before pick 14 and taken over the last um I think this is over the last 20 years. So, Jamarcus Russell. The, the, these are the bad ones, sorry. These are the bad ones. ones. Jamarcus Russell, Josh Rosen, Jake Locker, Matt Linet, Christian Ponder, Daniel Jones. I, th- I think there's, he could turn that. He could turn it right. Blaine Gabbett, David Carr, Joey Harrington, Robert Griffin III, Blake Bortles, Byron Leftwich, Vince Young, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, Mark Sanchez. Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Carson Wentz, all taken in the top ten, or pretty much the top ten. There was some taken at eleven and twelve, yeah. but all of those, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't exactly say those are franchise quarterbacks. You wouldn't, you definitely wouldn't want Lynch to take any one of those if if they were still playing, and some of them are still playing. Obviously, we've got <laughs> Josh Rosen there, so I guess we're going to find out about that. one. <laughs> so on the flip side of that, I actually looked at quarterbacks taken after our pick where we are at the uh, at the moment which is pick 14 and these are the good players and i'll, I'll just do the pick numbers because some of these actually fall out of the uh, first round just to emphasize the point so these are the good quarterbacks taken um one of them actually slips under us but it, it's not by many and he's number 2 on here so so Aaron Rodgers pick 24 Pat Mahomes pick 10 so that's not that far from where we're picking Joe Montana Pick 82. Drew Brees, 32. Dan Marino, 27. Russell Wilson, 75. Tom Brady, 199. Brett Favre, 33. He's two. Kurt Warner, Warren Moon, undrafted. Deshaun Watson, number 12. Ben Roethlisberger, number 11. Boomer Eisen 38. Jim Kelly, 14. So for me, the whole argument of we've lost our chance of getting a good quarterback because we beat the Cardinals is utter rubbish. Yeah. It, it doesn't come down to where you pick. It comes down to who you pick. If you pick the right person, it, it proves there you can go all the way through the second round get and get a decent... Again? And get a decent um, <laughs> uh pick. Yeah, yeah. I, think
0: it, I think it also depends what team you go on. I, I, we don't know if somebody like sam donald is actually a good player or not because he's on a team that's rubbish they have no talent they have no good coaches um so it's it's really hard to evaluate people like this because you have no idea and then aaron Rodgers gets picked 24th but he, he lands in in an amazing team we an going like the first year he played he had you know all, probably all of famous wide receiver and and all line and, and and coaches are they were really good and and he learned with the best you know so it, as you said paul i think the draft is such a lottery it's so random you have no idea what's going to happen until it happens there's no point making plans now it is just do the best you can do now and then do what you can when the draft comes you know do your homework and pick the play H- have your draft board with the best player you want to take and if you feel like you have to move up to absolutely get somebody then you do but and even then, it's, you have no idea where it's going to turn out. You talk about, you know, Kyle was asked about Ayuk this, this week and how he, he saw his, his season and he's very happy about it. And he said he would do it all over again. But the truth is, if Ayuk gets injured next year and he doesn't play right. and he gets injured the year after and he doesn't play and then he comes back and he's not himself anymore. Then the draft pick is a burst, no matter how you look at it. So it's not, you know, you can look at players and say, oh, they're good or they're bad, but until their career is over, until they've played a certain amount of years, you can't really tell whether they're good pros or not. So, so this uh, might know, be a
1: bit of a bold prediction,
0: but go for
1: it. I don't actually think we'll take a quarterback in the first round.
0: I think. Again, I think it all depends who's available when we pick. Um, if there's somebody that I really like, they've scouted, and that can make our team better straight away, then I think they will. But I, I can't tend to agree with you. I think, especially where we are, the so-called top picks will be gone. And and, and we don't need it. We've got Jimmy. Jimmy's proven that he can win us game. So we don't need a quarterback. We could easily pick fourth round, fifth round quarterback, and somebody that can maybe compete with Jimmy. Um, and turn out to be, you know, Russell Wilson or or Tom Brady and be better than him. You, yeah, I agree with you. Who who knows, right? It's in April. There's so much to do until
1: then. Yeah, we've got plenty of time.
2: <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we we said on an earlier podcast, didn't we? A lot of people are looking back at the draft where we took Thomas number three overall, and they're looking at Mahomes and they're looking at Watson. And yes, them two names jump off the page. But we said Mahomes was taken. He sat for a year. Um, this like Nadji just said there Kinlaw and Ayuk first round picks they've had great seasons this year I just think the organisation I've got confidence and they've got the players they've identified but like you said Nadji I think they're going to get to the end of the season they're going to reevaluate. I mean we've got a hell of a lot of free agents you Yeah, know, they're already starting to manoeuvre the cap Robbie Gould re-signed for a yeah. small saving but well, is that small saving going to come in somewhere down the line the way Sherman's been tweeting last 24-48 hours You know, it's looking like he might not be coming back. Um, You know, is Witherspoon going to come back? I mean, I know there's a lot of these questions for other podcasts, Lee. I know that, but I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely
1: be asking those questions in other podcasts. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It'll be fun to talk about it
0: when when we know exactly where we stand.
1: I've forgotten what the question was now. So the question, Gareth, (laughs) was did the win have any significant impact on our draft plans? No, shot
3: and,
2: shot and
3: sweet. <laughs> <laughs> You know,
1: I, I was going to mention at this, um, the start of the show that because I've had COVID, I am actually coughing quite a bit now. And um, just to apologise, that if I do cough, I'll have to uh, spend quite a bit of time editing out. Um, just the same as what I do with all of Gareth's portions of the show. <laughs> you would have thought Gareth doesn't really uh, speak much, but he speaks incessantly and we just edit it all out and just keep a couple of bits <laughs> in when it's Gareth.
3: I'm I'm grateful for those bits that are left
1: (laughs) so back to the game back to the Cardinals game Um, the the two things I'm I'm going to pick out and it's the obvious well one of them is the obvious uh, thing the other one I'll start off with Bethard I I thought Bethard was lucky with a couple of throws which could have easily Mm -hmm. been picks Um, he also had the fumble so I wouldn't have said he was much better than Mullins and I think he's benefited from a bit more luck than what Nick had over previous games yeah. um, and the defence was absolutely excellent and proves there will be life after the likes of Sherman as long as we can lock up Verrett and Williams to me, out of all the cornerbacks we've got, Verrett and Williams are the two that I think we need to keep okay. I think we can definitely replace Witherspoon we can replace Mosley. Uh, yeah. and I know that sounds harsh after Witherspoon had arguably the best game he's ever had as a 49er mm-hmm. um, he true. did have a really good game um, but yeah Listening to the noise that Sherman's making, it could all be just his way of of, of trying to get a little bit more money. Yeah. Um, Lynch has already said he wants to keep him around, not just because of his playing ability. Um, Shanahan's backed that up, but you just get the feeling that maybe he's not going to be here. And to be honest. It wouldn't break my heart if he wasn't here. It would break my heart if Verrett and Williams wasn't here. Because, to be honest, I think those two have been absolutely outstanding. Williams has been outstanding for the last two years. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's quite ironic that, out of all of our cornerbacks, the one hasn't that hasn't had an injury is the one that's been injury-prone for the last four seasons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, uh, um, I agree with you the assessment. I thought Beath had a very so-so game. I thought, um, it looked very much like Nick Mullins um, without without the turnovers basically, um, and and yeah, our defense was absolutely stellar. Uh, Kyler kind of Murray just didn't know what to do with the ball. Um, apart from these couple of scrambles, he always managed to get. They, they just couldn't do anything on offense. We, I mean, our defense is elite, and it's not even complete. Um, I really enjoyed the game on, on our defense because it makes a case for for Jimmy Ward not being needed to me again. I, I know he's had a good game. I know everybody keeps pumping him up, but he's not there, and and we have arguably the best def- defensive show we've we've had all season. So uh, again, I'm I'm so kind of lukewarm on him. He did win me back with this massive performance against the Ram, but uh, it, we didn't miss him against a team that plays five wideouts. So. You know, um, yeah, I mean, what can we say? We haven't talked about Fred Warner for two weeks because <laughs> we were on the COVID list. Um, <laughs> or you you were on the COVID list. Yeah. <laughs> so, all pro so, Fred Warner, Naji, to give him his uh, full title. Come on. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all pro, pro, border Fred, Fred Warner. Um, what a, what a, what a, I mean, if we, we need to, this is the first resigning we need to do before JV, before Quan Williams. Uh, before anybody, we need to make sure he's with us forever. Um, there's just no two ways about it. Uh, he's our, a heart, he's the heartbeat of the defense, and we need to keep him, We need to keep him. Um, and he, he deserves to get paid like a, like an oral pro. Um, so whatever that needs, if that means we lose Sherman, I think I think I'd be happy about it. Even though I said multiple times I'd love to keep Sherman on the team, I think I think I agree with you, leader. We we could easily get to the draft and draft somebody maybe in a second on a third round and somebody that could easily do the job he's been doing. Um, And and that's on the field. I don't know. Off the field it's going to be difficult to change a leadership like that, but um, you you know, it's going to, it's going to take maths, isn't it? To keep everybody that we want. And I just think Sherman is going to want too much money um, for, for us to be able to pay him. But yeah, what a what a defensive performance. Uh, we, we were missing Kinlaw as well, and I think DJ Jones had an absolute blinder. Armstead, to me, kept on showing why we kept him. Um, he's just a mortar. He's just eating a double team and eating up space and creating plays for Hyder and Jones and everybody else to make plays. Which it's 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 a dirty work that never gets rewarded, and and I'll thank him for that on on that front. Um, but yeah, let's talk about offense because we knew we know our defense is good. Um, what did you make, Paul? Um, Gareth of Bedford and and obviously Jeff Wilson. What a performance.
2: Well, first of all, welcome back, George Kittle. Because let's say yeah, the difference exactly, he yeah. brought to the field. Um, you know, how you, you lads felt. Um, I had friends watching because it was the Saturday night game. And they were texting yeah. me and saying... You're supposed to be getting beat here. What on earth are you doing? And like you said, Nadji, it was fun to watch. The defence showed up. I mean, if this stat is crazy. If I told you before the game, we would only complete two passes to wide receivers all game, Robbie Gould would miss seven points worth of kicks. We'd also allow Kyler Murray to run eight times, and we'd still win. I think you would be thinking, I was one that had COVID and not Lee. But um, <laughs> yeah. it didn't matter because we won the turnover battle for the first time in six yeah. weeks. I know you said Lee, you're right. He you got away with a couple, but you still, did. we didn't turn the ball over. We we set up our game plan, and let's well, we, this we, was... we did
1: turn the ball over, just not as many times as what the Cardinals yes. did.
2: And <laughs> um, Jeff Wilson, and uh, I mean. Feel free to interrupt me at any point, Gareth, because I know we've done a lot of the talking, me and Naji, tonight and over the last few weeks. But I'm just happy we had a victory Sunday. Um, we won. Mm. George Kittle was back. And this was a team facing, you know, fighting for the playoff season, for their life in the playoffs. And we made it look pretty easy. All I'm going to say is thank God for George Kittle, Carl Shanahan, and Robert Salah, And I will hand over to Gareth to elaborate on his thoughts for Saturday's yeah. victory.
3: It was a it was a good game. It was it was fun to watch. It's always good to beat a divisional rival, um, and that's yeah. It was it was nice to nice to get a victory. Uh, nice to see the defense yeah clearly hasn't given up. Nice to see a lot of the players haven't given up. Um, you know, it's it's good to see them fighting, and I, I hope we can get and give the Seahawks a really tough game on Sunday. So looking forward to that. Um, you know, we can play. We haven't got anything to lose, but they've got a number one seed to lose. So. Um, yeah, I, for- I,
0: have a, I have a question for 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 you, Gareth, and for for everybody else's because I, I we you know we talk on on Messenger before the game and all that, and I had no hope for this game. I was in 2018 mode where I just didn't really care whether we we're gonna win or not. We were just gonna watch Manchester football, enjoy Whether we're gonna show, and 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 whatever would the score would have been, I would have been happy with it. It was just, it was just another Sunday, and I would have watched. Uh, Saturday actually, and then uh, you know I would have watched some college ball and move on with move my weekend without caring much about the But halfway through the game, it it's it flipped, and and the the what ifs of the season just just kept back crep you know creeping in. Um I don't know if you guys felt that. Um, but this game it just shows me how good of a team we are, and just put this question in my mind it. Why it could have been uh, had Mullins not just decided to lose three games against the NFC East, and how close this game can be. Um, we could finish nine and seven, which means those three games we lost against that the Mullins lost just by himself by turning the ball over so much. We could have finished ten and six and possibly made the playoffs. Um, did you guys feel the same? Did you did you have a renewed for for what our team is and the faith came back, or has it never left?
3: No, I didn't feel, you know, particularly bad about the season. I think I've come to terms with the fact that the season, you know, got away from us several weeks ago. So I think, like everyone else, it's it's nice to have football. We've had this game. We've got one more game to go. I'm looking forward to in, to enjoying them. Really, the you know the draft is, will be uh, getting into full swing in the in the next few weeks or so, where we start seeing mock drafts and all that sort of stuff when the season ends. So yeah, it's that it's that cycle, isn't it? I'm just going. I'm just going to hopefully enjoy this one last game. Like I said we can we can give a really tough game to to the Seahawks, win or lose. Uh, I think that will be. You know, can't wait to the end of this season. Already looking forward to the next one.
2: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Nadji. Um, I think similar to everyone else, I sat down Saturday night, thought, let's just enjoy the game. I've said it all season long. As long as we're competitive. And it was a fun game to watch. And then you're right, Nadji. the way we performed, you sat thinking, well, if we beat Dallas and if we beat Washington. and But and I'm City, just yeah. renewed that, like you said, we, we've said it all along. If you go back and listen to all the other podcasts, we have said all season long, we've got a good football team. It's well yeah. known we've had the injuries. I'm happy with Carl Shanahan. I'm happy with Lynch. We've all been on the same page on this podcast all season. And like Gareth just said there, looking forward to watching one more week of Niner football because we, we don't take it for granted. I love our group. I love our enthusiasm for the team. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the draft. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing Lee's prediction ahead of this weekend's game because I have a feeling he might need that soundboard of his.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely going to need that soundboard of mine. <laughs> Let's just hope it works.
2: <laughs> 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 what, what about you, Lee?
1: So ever, ever since week two, ever since the game against the Jets, uh, and more importantly, um, the injuries to both Boston and Thomas, I kind of realigned my expectations for this season. I mean, straight away, we lost two two very important parts of our defence. And Solomon Thomas is an important part. He, he doesn't really play like the pick he is, but he's still an important part. So straight away, we knew we were going to be up against it. So I went from, yeah, let's get back to the Super Bowl to, well, let's see what happens. It is what it is. We've had some devastating injuries. And as the season's gone on, injury after injury, it's well documented. Uh, we've had a horrendous season. Um, we, we've used 76 different players. I think that's going to increase again this coming Sunday. So <laughs> yeah. it, I don't think it was a case of lose the faith thinking that we're not a good team. I think I've always thought we are a good team. We just didn't have the rub of the green as far as injuries is concerned. That has impacted our season. And I I was always quite confident that next season would be much better. But of course, we have to get through free agency now. And to me, that's the biggest concern because free agency will dictate how well we do next season. We do have some good pieces in place, but we, we need to keep the vast majority of our defence in place, and obviously one of the um, most important bits might no might not be a, a member of the team anymore, and that's Robert Salah. Yeah. So we need that's to right. replace him, and then there's going to be a transition period. So it's it's difficult, it's difficult to assess the season based off preseason expectations. I think looking back at the season now, I think we've done well to <laughs> to win as many games as we have won because of the amount of players we've lost. Now, having said that, I think last Sunday's game, I think that may have come as a bit of a surprise to to senior management within the organisation, and th- this is all based off an assumption um, an assumption. I don't know, just a good feeling. So at the start of the show, you you all mentioned about the players. The players are always going to give 110% every time they go out, regardless of what your record is. And I completely agree with that. I don't think any player worth a salt is going to go out and tank on purpose because it affects them. It doesn't really affect the team. Obviously, it gets the team to a better draft position, but it affects them more. So they're never ever going to do it. They're always going to give 100%, 110%. Regardless of how ridiculous saying 110% sounds, because we all know there's nothing above 100%. But for me, I think there's ways an organization can tank without actually saying we are tanking. And the way you do that is by removing personnel you think will give you a better chance to win that game with a legitimate reason and hold them out of games. So George Kittle came back last Sunday. We know George Kittle is like a piece of iron. That guy is rock art. And they had him on a snap count. So straight away, to me, that sent alarm bells ringing. We know what he's like. We know how tough he is. Why is he on a snap count? Maybe it's because they didn't really want to win that game. Maybe. But they're not going to say that. Nobody's, No coach is going to say that. Every coach is going to say, I want to win every game. But at some point, they're going to know, well, we mathematically... Um, Eliminated from the playoffs. Let's go for the best draft pick, but you can't turn around your team and say, all right, let's lose it," because then you lose the locker room altogether yeah, for the next yeah. season. So you can't do that. But and what the you can won't
0: do, they'll just play. They, Exactly.
1: You know, yeah. So what you can do though is say, "Well, we've got a wide receiver here. He, he's had a really long season. Um, we're going to stick him on IR COVID list, <laughs> or yep. we'll take our left tackle here. Um, he." he, he Bang his elbow, let's take him out. That's two significant pieces from our offense. And the kicker, yeah, and then the kicker today, the kicker has gone out. So yep. these things you can do to increase <laughs> increase your chances of not winning a game.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's very conspiracy like. It is, but, but it, it's probably some somehow true somewhere. Yeah, I. I think when I think when the IU injury hit, uh, that the dreaded ankle sprain, um, uh, another one. Um, I think there must have been chatter uh, up in the stratosphere of of management saying, right, okay, well, let's that's it, and we don't really have a chance to beat the Seahawks without. We've no wide receiver, we saw last time we played against Green Bay what and we had no receiver and it it was a it was a car crash of of a game um so you know it, maybe, but I, they'll never say yeah we'll never really know
1: um, exactly so that's the kind of thing I'm trying to say. We'll never ever know sure. what the process yeah, you know. was, what the thought process was, but the is where you can do it, where you can do it. Like you, you're basically doing it by stealth, yeah. And you save face.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. There's no better way than put your COVID list, uh, your long snapper on your COVID list, and and your kicker, and yeah. and your left tackle, all pro uh, pro bowler, and and your best wide receiver and. When you're already missing pretty much everybody, and yeah, yeah, I think I think the message coming into the Seahawks game, if you guys want to start talking about this, is is, I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure the lads will put everything they've got and try and beat them, but I don't think we've had a harder matchup to try and win a game this year uh, than this. Maybe the Packers game was probably similar with a short week and all that, but
1: so the only one thing I've got to say about the Seahawks game is um, just to pick somebody out and, and to say what a fantastic season he has had. And that is DJ Reed. Yeah. Who is now playing for the Seattle Seahawks, the Seahawks and Seahawks is ranked France, here, as the Seahawks. 18th best cornerback in the yeah. NFL. Yeah,
0: he's, he's had a good season. They, they, they did struggle early on, but he, he's had yeah. a good season. Definitely was nowhere near as good when he was with us. Um, different system, though, you never know, right? Um but yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to beat them. I, I want to beat them. I always want to beat Seattle. I don't care what it costs us. Yep, I don't completely care if it costs accrued, us yeah. two, two spots or now. It it puts them in a really bad position to go and play. Um I'm not quite sure what the, the implications are, but they'll have to, I think they'll probably have to go on a road to um to the Saints maybe. Um or you know, play um not it won't be Green Bay, but maybe they'll they'll play the Bucks. Although they will probably be the NFC East, but they'll they'll have to move away and and play a team in, in, in the playoffs. And I don't think they'll win it because they're they're just not very good um, without Wilson playing out of his mind. And I think they've shown it in, in the previous weeks. And but they they also have a shot of the first the first round by if they win and and Green Bay and the Saints lose. So uh, which which is probably not gonna happen but you, you never know um so i think they're gonna come out and try and put it on us anyway because they love beating us we love beating them um it's gonna be um it's gonna be a di- but it's gonna be good because most of our defense is there apart from uh we've, we've got the same defense we played last week and, and they played an absolute blinder so so maybe we can replicate and you know shut down Metcalf again. again uh, but not again but for the first time and, and shut down Russell Wilson and, and who knows, you know, right? George Kill and Jordan Reed and, and Jeff Wilson and, and win a close one. It's, it's completely possible. Their defense is playing better, but they're still not the best defense in the league. Um, there's definitely holes we can exploit. Uh, it's just going to be very, very difficult. We we'll don't know what receiver because they're going to know what's what's coming um, and they've got very smart football player like Bobby Wagner and uh, that can identify plays before they even happen. So um, I think it's going to be a good game um, just because it's a division game. And, and if we win it, we're 4-2 in a division, which you know, you, you you would have told me this week eight, week, week nine, I would have never believed you. Um, but I think, would that make us with the best record in a division? I think so, right?
1: If we win, yes, we've got the best yeah, record win, in, in the division. Best record, division. Well, yeah, in the division record.
0: In the division record, so yeah. we technically would win the division without um all the other losses, <laughs> um which is quite an achievement you know I think I think it's let 's not hide the fact that the NFC West is probably the hardest division to win uh it 's been a like, Seattle hasn 't won it since two thousand and sixteen right
1: so it 's funny so, you say that, mind you that we we did well to to win the division because at the start of the season, I do recall our turnaround said as long as we win the division games. The rest is a piece of cake.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we didn't count, unfortunately, for Nick Mullins throwing twelve picks in, in four games or whatever, and, and then basically losing the game all by himself. But um, yeah. And you but,
2: you said Najee was the jinx, Lee. Maybe we need to revisit this. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've only jinxed Robbie Gould, and I may have had I jinxed it, maybe. But it didn't impact the the games because every time it missed, we actually won the game. So Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. point. (laughs) So uh, so, um, I'll take it. I'll take it. But yeah, um, I don't know what you guys think. Do you guys think we can win? I think so.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think that my my, uh, prediction is going to reflect that. Yeah, play play hard, get some guys. You know, there's more practice squads, guys. There's more guys playing for a contract. They should go out and show what they can do in a. If you can go out and perform in a game where you know last game of the season, tired from a long season, and there's nothing really on the line, I want to see those guys who go out and play hard in that sort of situation because those are the guys I think you want on your team, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's a great game to evaluate where you've got Right, um, all of these players that might be on a bubble might want to earn contracts. This, this is perfect. The, the, you've got nothing else to worry about. Um, Paul, do you, do you have a bold, uh, a bold prediction? <laughs>
2: happen, maybe? Well, I can't, can't vote against this, the 49ers. I'm always going to say, I'm on my heart, I always think we're going to win. Um, yeah. It's just ironic, isn't it, heading into this game, this time last year, when you think what was on the line, yeah. playing oh. the Seahawks and you know NFL Network keeps replaying, the Greenlaw tackle and the last stand and you think what could have been, but I'm I'm confident. Um, Obviously the game on Saturday has given me the confidence that we've got the game plan. Like you said, the lack of wide receivers, that that, that is a worry, but I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, Nadji, get back to our identity, let them mm-hmm. know we're going to run the ball. Let them stop us. I mean, let's face yeah. it. It wasn't exactly a secret on Sunday. You know, no. I think that was the most we've rushed this season and it was, mm-hmm. You know, we set up, the offensive line was good, George Kittle was blocking, Jeff Wilson found the holes, yeah. and he went off. So, yeah, I'll keep it's the score to the end. Though, <laughs>
0: it's funny how Kittle's back, and we were in for 200-plus yards.
1: Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So, looking at Seattle's defence, they've got the fifth-best rushing defence in the NFL. I think yeah. that's going to be a big... A big uh, matchup with what we've yeah. got on offense on Sunday night. And to be honest, when you look at the pieces that are missing, our offense is fairly impotent. We, we're missing Debo Samuel, we're missing Ayuk. So we've got Kendrick Bourne, who I'm sure sprays his hands with WD 40 before he goes <laughs> out <laughs> to play. He drops the ball that many times. It's, it's just unbelievable. I would imagine because Ayuk is out, then we more than that, you can see Trent Taylor again in the slot. Okay. And well, uh, I mean, Richie James over on the opposite side to where Kendrick Bourne is. And to be honest, I mean, Richie James, he, he was dropping the ball all the time as well. So at the moment, look, looking at the team, other than Kittle and maybe Jordan Reed, I don't think we've got anybody who can catch the ball.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, as I said, this, these people um, like Trent Taylor are basically playing for their jobs um, in this game. The guy has been a healthy scratch. He's been benched um you know not even dressing and sitting in a in a stance because you're not good enough. it must hurt the pride. So having a having a shot to prove the coaches that they were wrong, who knows, right? They might he might have a connection with with CJ in practice this week because he got more rep, he's fired up and maybe he's gonna have a breakout game and destroy the very average pass defense. So you know, not so long ago Jeff Wilson had a crazy game when he went for a hundred and whatever yards and, and had an amazing performance. It, it's possible it happens again. I'm just, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to come down to the same kind of thing that we did against the cards. If we can keep the ball away from their defense and not turn the ball over, um, and then force, force things on, on their part to, to make mistakes. Cause Wilson is prone to make some mistakes sometimes when he, he plays zero ball and, he wants to win the games by himself. Sometimes he, he just pushes a little bit too hard, and it just bites him back. But th- there is a path, and it's not too crazy to see us winning this game, even handedly. It's it, we're not that far matched up. I think um, it's just you know our defense has been playing so well. Uh, it, it, there is a chance that we could keep it close, uh, which I think is gonna it's what's gonna happen. But it's also the way where they could just run away with it and let Russ Cook again, which they haven't for a while. Uh, and, and that could be very difficult for us, but um, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I just hope I just hope we can beat them, and then they they go and have to play somewhere somewhere hot, and they can't handle it and get destroyed in a walk out game. That's that's <laughs> that's my hope.
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, we all want to see them get destroyed in the playoffs. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah,
0: that's the hope. And then you know, watch uh, whether the Rams or the Cards QB play is gonna. <laughs> do the same in a playoff. Um, to, to be honest, no. I'd
1: love to see them come up against Green Bay somewhere through the playoffs. Obviously, that's not going to happen straight away because of their record that they've got. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see them come up against Seahawks because I think you were very generous when you said they've only got an average passing defence. It's not average. It's absolutely atrocious. They yeah, have the 32nd bad, yeah. ranked <laughs> passing defence in the league. So, yeah, I'd like to see somebody like Aaron Rodgers come up against them and just absolutely shred them to bits Really yeah. embarrass them with the score line, um, but unfortunately, um, we don't have Aaron Rodgers playing for us on Sunday night, and uh, I don't, I definitely don't think that's going to happen. I think our defense, if we play like we did last week, we'll be able to keep the score down. But I, I still don't think it's going to be close. So, with that said, Ooh. the Seahawks are five point five, five point five, five point five points favorites, yeah. and the over/under is forty-six. So, who wants to go
0: first?
2: I'll go first this time. I'm going to go Seahawks 24, 49ers 27. Robbie Gould has to kick a last gasp winner. He's that's not playing. That's, that's, is he not playing? Oh, well, whoever no. the kicker is is going to score in the last second. I think I, I'm going with my heart, obviously. I'm not going to let my head rule. I think we're going to win 27-24. Yeah, I just can't I can't go against the team.
3: Yeah, mine's mine's very similar really. I think another another tight game I'm gonna go for a 24 twenty four, twenty three, niners win. And it's gonna be a nail biter <laughs> right to the end. Put through the grill for the entire Fair game. Fair enough. Well I'm it's twenty twenty. Although the game will be 21 by then, so
0: Despite me trying to basically persuade right myself for the last 15 minutes um i just can't i just can't see it having no kicker no wide receiver against a team that can score so many points so quickly i, I don't think cj beth can keep up with russell wilson um and i don't think i don't think it's going to be a blowout but i don't think it's going to be close um i think i think the niners are going to lose 27 10. No, no,
1: no, no! No, I'm over it's the moon, just, mate. Over, absolutely over the moon. It's just no. I'm going know, to no change my, no. <laughs> mine now. <just put, laughs>
2: mine's more in hope than expectation. I just can't break my season long. of going against know, the team. I know, so, I, I know. So you I know, tongue in cheek, but I know what you're saying
0: had, now, we, had, had we had the podcast against the Cowboys and, and the and the Cardinals, I would have called for for the nine loss anyway. So I would have been on three in a row now. So. <sighs> I'm I'm okay with it. Just no kicker, no wide receiver. CJ Beathard in the center. It's just it's not going to happen.
1: So I've I've got to say I thought we would get absolutely spanked on Sunday night. However, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Oh, <laughs> once you hear my prediction, you might change your mind. <laughs> but I I don't think it's going to be as bad as what it was. So I was originally going to go with the Seahawks' 38-13 victory. but I still think the Seahawks will win if our defence can play like we did last week I think it'll be a lot closer sorry, I think we'll keep them at a lot lower score so I think it's going to be Seattle Seahawks 27-13 win I just can't see us winning it I'd, I'd be over the moon if we did, but like I said, the the, the two pieces we've lost on, or well, the three pieces yeah. we've lost on offence this week, I think it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the defence can probably keep them down to a respectable score, but I, I just don't think we can put points on the board. I think we're going to really, really struggle. And to be honest, when I picked um, 27-13, that's before I knew Robbie Gold wasn't going to be playing on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so now I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that it's maybe it's going to be 27-7. Well, he didn't do bigger. so well
2: last Saturday, did he, Robbie? So maybe his new kicker might be the spark. Yeah, but he's got his new contract. he would be
1: all happy now. He's got that warm, fuzzy glow inside him. You know, the, the type of thing that $7 million does. Yeah.
0: It's just, you know, it changes the way you approach a game when you don't have a reliable kicker. And I know he, he had a horrible game last week, but that's one out of... 24 or something the last you know how the when was the last time he was that bad um never probably um it's just you know you're in third and and short uh, you're gonna have to go for it on fourth down because because you can't kick it even if you're on the 30 40 you know just outside the red zone um to, because who, whoever they're going to sign is probably going to be terrible otherwise they would have they would be on a team now um so I just, it just changes too much and their defense is too clever and and too good at stopping the run for us to, I mean, again, I'll try to persuade myself and say there is a way where we can make a couple of plays on on defense and special team and be ahead and then manage the, you know, run the ball effectively, which manages the clock and keeps Wilson out and and we can scrape a win like you guys have just called. But I just, I just don't see it. These guys are going to be hungry to try and get the bye week and. And I think everybody knows our season's over. And with the injury to Trent Williams and Ayuk, and I think it's just, it's just a final nail in the in 2020 season, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, look forward to doing the, the review show next week mm-hmm. and also to line up some off-season shows. Yeah. Um. Obviously talking about the draft free agency, stuff like that. And uh, who's going to take over as defensive coordinator? Because I think it's pretty much nailed on that Robert Sala's going somewhere. We just don't well, know I'm where. Sure. I'm not sure. No, you're not sure? No,
0: I'm not sure. I just don't see that many. It all depends on Black Monday, how yeah. many position open. Um, but like, I think I talked about it. I don't see the Lions doing it, getting the defensive coach. They have done that. It didn't work. I don't see the Jets going with the defensive coach. Uh, if the you know I I don't know what the Jaguars are going to do. It is possible when it goes to the Jaguars. Uh, it's a pretty good position to be in. Um, I don't know what else is going to be available. Um, I, so far, I don't know. Maybe the Charges. I don't know. Yeah. That's no. It's it's not going to be that many. And, and there is a lot of offensive coordinator that have been that have been waiting to get their shot. Like like the enemy from the Chiefs and and whoever's, I can't remember his name, from the Titans, and, you know, and there's always the, you know, Urban Meyer from college has not got a job yet, which is, you know, he's, he's doing TV stuff, so he could come back, and there's always the, oh, that didn't expect that. So I don't know, it is possible he stays. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> although, although if he does go, we would get two third round pick, which we kind of potentially need uh, with the number of free agents we have, so... I wouldn't be sad seeing him go I just, um, you know, I'm sure we can replace him. People have talked about Dan Quinn, uh, which is kind of the same system. They came from the same place. So that wouldn't be too different. So maybe that's a good thing. I, I don't know. We'll we'll, mm. we'll find out after the Seahawks game. Yep,
1: certainly yeah, certainly will. Lots to talk about uh, when the season's done, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Obviously, we got the uh, the end of season review shortly. And um, this year, we won't have to wait until after the Super Bowl to do that. Unfortunately.
3: Unfortunately, yeah. No one wants late nights in January anyway, do they? No.
1: No. (laughs) Indeed. Okay, thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Monday with the review show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next week, stay safer than I did and go Niners. <laughs> go
3: go Niners. Niners. Go Niners. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like
0: Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, Spitfarm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with five times. John Teller, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDP, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgre, Bill check were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.